Puckered out, stolen back by Toronto, a shot scores! Matthews! Austin Matthews has the hat trick! And the Leafs have regained the lead! And Mitch Marner has another creative assist! This not just in, Austin Matthews owns the Ottawa Senators. Matthew notching his uh, third career hat-trick and adding an assist. The Leafs outlasting the Senators 6-5. to five. A shinny hockey game on a Saturday night doesn't get much better. That's six in a row for the Maple Leafs, 9-0-1 over the past 10. It's Leafs Nation postgame strictly in podcast form on this super Saturday night. What's happening, everybody? Nick Alberga joined alongside Gord Stelic with you as we inch closer and closer to Monday's 3 p.m. Eastern deadline at the Gold Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. And many thanks to Sam McKee for putting it all together. I don't know about you, Gord. I actually enjoyed that game on Saturday night. I know defense was optional, but I enjoyed it. How about you? Well, I did. And and keep in mind, podcast form, we're like Jim Nance doing the Masters, okay? We're giving it like that's the thing, coast to coast. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of people, on uh, the Leafs have been winning games like 3-2 of late and kind of said, hey, when are you going to break out, get a few goals and have a, I don't call it sloppy, whatever game may be. And, and this was it. And you're right. I absolutely enjoyed it. You know, it, it put Jack Campbell's streak in peril for a little bit. But Austin Matthews started his NHL career with four goals against the Ottawa Senators, and uh, I realize he's not had a ton of hat-tricks, and this was a big one tonight. It certainly was, and certainly when you look at Jack Campbell, the first goalie in NHL history to start a season 11-0-0. It's just been an unbelievable run, and and good on the Maple Leafs for picking up their goaltender, Gord. Often that term is used a lot in baseball uh, when you pick up a guy after making an error, but this time around, um, they picked up Campbell because he didn't have his best night, but the offense was electric tonight, Gord. Well, to tie the Leaf team record the other night, Nick, as we well know, as we talked about, he was the guy. He was the difference. And I thought, Nick, to your point that the way Mitch Mitch Marner is always pretty uh, exuberant when he scores. I like that. He shows a lot of passion, a lot of emotion. But I think when he tied it up, a lot of that was to do about having a 2-0 lead dissipate and it's 3-2 you're behind. And you know what? Your goaltender's got some pretty special stuff going because we saw Mitch after last game, that fun thing when he counted to 10 wins. I don't know if he did it tonight. I don't want to know what his 11th thing was. But anyway, um, but I, I think that was a part of it, exactly what you're saying that, hey, this goaltender's bailed us out a lot. Let's bail him out tonight. Certainly they did that. And, uh, you know, Gord, as we inch closer to the deadline on Monday, of course, uh, we're still expecting sort of a big time move here by Kyle Dubas. But the Maple Leafs tonight electing to put Alex Galchenyuk on the top line. And in my opinion, it really paid off. I thought he was really, really good again in this game. Two assists. Matthews at three and one and Marner one and three combining for 10 points on the night. What do you think of that new trio? Well, I liked it. I liked it. I, I, as, as we've talked many times, like, let's face it. It's not a slight against Zach Hyman. It's just more an acknowledgement. He can play anywhere. I still think at the end of the day, that's where he belongs. But trade deadline, your pickups are guys that come back from injuries. The Leafs really don't have anyone like that except possibly Freddie Anderson or Rasmus Sandin. There's other teams that, are, you know, Brendan Gallagher in Montreal, for example, coming back down the road, whatever. And then trades you make. NCAA or junior players finishing their eligibility, which at least really don't have anybody significant that way. But then a guy like Alex Galchenyuk making a difference, being a difference maker. And he shows, like, I don't know what Taylor Hall or Mike Hoffman would bring. And that's what you got to decide. You've got to, you know, you've got to judge that about giving something up and what you think they can bring in return. But yeah, this, this quite often you get the diamond in the rough. And I think Alex Galchenyuk is showing 
not with a ridiculous degree, but with a decent degree, he is such a diamond in the rough. And again, the key ingredient, again, and if you're just tuning in here in podcast form, the Maple Leafs winning at 6-5, the final Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic, six in a row, 9-0-1 of the last 10. That's a 10-game point streak, but it seems like a you know distant past when Austin Matthews is dealing with a wrist injury, Gord. That, that electric release is back, and it's been fun to see the snap, the whip on the shot tonight, 29-30 and 31 in the season, third career hat-trick. Second all-time against the Ottawa Senators, and I made a joke on social media that maybe Eugene Melnick should sell the Senators to Austin Matthews scored. He has 22 career goals against Ottawa in his career. It's insane. Well, before the lockout in 2004, with what he's making, he could have bought the Ottawa Senators, Austin <laughs> Matthews, is, is, is one thing. You know, it's a funny thing, Nick. Uh, Bruce Boudreau joins us quite a bit. You know him well. I know him yeah. well. And we got there was this Hart Trophy chat. And they go, there's this assumption it's Connor McDavid that gets it. Then you start debating Nathan McKinnon and his value to the Colorado Avalanche. And Bruce chimed in. He goes, you know what? Austin Matthews. Like mm-hmm. his value to the Toronto Maple Police, most valuable to his team. I think Bruce has a little bit still of sentimental Toronto bias. But but I thought it was an interesting point. He's more got hockey knowledge. And, yeah, I mean, this guy, this guy's a monster. You know, he, he, it's and and then tonight just when – you didn't need it. You had to, your funk you had to get out about 10 days ago, but just that kind of thing that I'm going to be the guy, I'm going to be the difference maker and whatever. And uh, they did a great thing on Hockey Night, Hockey Night in Canada before showing his physicality that people would say years ago, oh, he never fought. Well, that's a dumb idea. You don't want him to fight. He's not going to lay the Jake Muzzin body checks, but he's using more like the Peter Forsberg bump, bump shot. Like he's using his big ass to bump people and come up with the puck like he's doing it that way like it's it's so he's learned the physical part of the game along with the defensive part of the game and all those things there's no bones about it Austin Matthews is an absolute weapon right now and it's it's so so difficult to shut him down especially with the way Galchenyuk played in this game especially the way Mitch Marner has been going throughout this season now no doubt in my opinion as as Bruce Boudreau brought up and as you brought up there like I think Austin Matthews at this point has to be in the heart conversation the same can't be said about the Toronto power play. And I know that's not actually possible, but Gord, man, they, they've been outscored 3-1 to one by the opposition in the last 34 power play opportunities. Break that down for me, please. You had another shorthanded goal tonight. And, uh, well, you know, breaking it down, Nick, we talk about it's the positive, like we've discussed many times, is they're winning in spite of it. The negative is you ain't going to go anywhere in the playoffs with this. Come on. Mm. We know that. If you got shoddy goaltending – and shoddy special teams, you will not have success in the playoffs, whether you have Austin Powers or Austin Matthews. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And so it, it's very baffling. It's befuddling. And, uh, but it, but it's real for a team that was number one on the power play weeks ago. I still believe, and you believe there's a lot of runway there. There's a lot of talent there and they will figure it out. Uh, you know, maybe one tonight they'll go for three for five or something and just figure it out. But it's, it's pathetic. Like, it really is. The power play is pathetic. Like, it's you thought when they got a goal a couple of games ago, okay, they broke the log jam, we'll get it. But right now, for all these skilled players, they're they're better off even straight. Like, that corny line declined the penalty. And I, I always find that a corny line because when, when your power play is not going well, but it's really not that far off with the Leafs right now. 
It makes absolutely no sense, again, considering the way this power play started this season. I know Dallas is in the same boat. They scored in every chance for the first two and a half weeks of the season and really haven't scored since, but that is the nature of what's happening right now in Leafs Nation. But it really doesn't matter because they continue to win games. But when they start to lose, it's going to be become a bigger factor for sure. And discipline-wise, I think both teams are rather disciplined. And surprising at that, it was still a 6-5 hockey game. I don't know about you, Gord. I, I got to give Ottawa a lot of credit. Uh, I know Toronto's got one game left with them, the final game of the season. Uh, of course, some rescheduling and rejigging of the schedule here with the Vancouver Canucks and everything happening there over the last uh, 48 hours or so. But Ottawa's played Toronto tough, and for that matter, they played every every team tough outside of the Edmonton Oilers. And I, I think they deserve a lot of credit, especially what we're seeing you know, I know Buffalo's cooked a bit lately, but teams like Buffalo who have just packed it in after, you know, the 15-game mark that Ottawa has, has had a really good account of themselves this season, haven't they? Well, they really have, you know, Nick. And I, I, I like it. I, you know, de- I, I always talked decades ago about a young Toronto Maple Leafs team, but I, I liked not a cocky but a fun kind of youthful swagger, you know, when you're around the guys and they came to, you know, get their boarding passes, which they don't do anymore. They're all charters, but to go on a flight or things like that. And Ottawa really has that. And I saw somewhere that I guess they got a hockey news special about that, that that's a, that's a fun place to be right now. Like, like that really is a fun place. If you're, you're, you're kind of like the Leafs were yeah. say four years ago, whatever the number was, but, but you're, you're there. Like it, like it's very real. And, and there's something, you, you know, so, you don't you're, you don't have family responsibilities by and large other things it's really a like you're 18 to 23 and what a fun kick-ass time and you're good you're elite and you're with other elite players now it could go south if you if you if you don't adhere to the commitment and what it takes but right now from a horrible start a horrible start this could have been a third consecutive ugly season in ottawa if i'm an ottawa senator fans uh senators fan i got a lot of hope based on these guys yeah, for sure. I think they got to be rather proud of the way things have gone and, and sort of the maturation process of some of the younger players. A guy who's not young anymore, but a former Maple Leaf court, we have to bring up the fact that Connor Brown has seven goals in the last seven games. I know even in a 56-game slate, you know you're not making the Stanley Cup playoffs. It could be a long season, but he's been playing some excellent hockey lately for the Senators. Yeah, Nick, I know you're of the same mind that there was a, a feeling when this group got going that they would all move forward, okay? And then now we've had kind of the second wave. Kasperi Kapanen had to go. Andreas Johnson had to go. There were some, you know, salary cap decisions. But I think we all felt, damn it, we want Connor Brown on our team. Like Connor mm-hmm. Brown, his dad, Dan Brown, what a, what a great guy. One of the top, top, like, GTHL coaches out there. Like, just, uh, you know, and so happy for him. And he was pumped. Like, he's aware of whatever that consecutive game record goes. But... He's, he re-upped in the big picture, and you know DJ Smith would have been with him in Toronto. That he's, he wasn't an older guy to get, but a little bit a few years behind him, and and he's gonna he, he's kind of look at it. Go okay, I'm not I didn't get to enjoy the ride in Toronto with Austin and Mitchie and Morgan and my buddies there, but you know what? I'm gonna enjoy the ride in Ottawa. Yeah, and certainly going to play them tough at that. And so have the Ottawa Senators with one game remaining against the Maple Leafs so far this season. Watching this game, Gord, again, it had that shinny feel, right? And I think there's nothing wrong with that as long as the Maple Leafs rectify any defensive issues against teams they have to beat and have to play well against, like the Montreal Canadiens again coming up on Monday night. I think you just want to trend in the right direction towards the Stanley Cup playoffs because whether the players will admit it or not, there are going to be games like this throughout a season. I don't care if it's 56 games or 82 games. It just just felt like two teams out there for a skate tonight, didn't it? 
Yeah, Nick, and you know, I was kid about it. The coaches don't like those games, but as fans, we love those games. And yeah, this Maple Leaf team has found ways to win games. So they found a way to win a shinny game tonight. Even Ottawa scoring again after they scored the empty netter. That was the kind of shinny game it was tonight. And I think that adds to the Leafs' credo. There will be shinny games in the playoffs too, even though playoff hockey does not befit shinny games. So I loved it. I love watching it. I love the hat trick. I love what I had. I love the imperfections. And every now and then, as a fan, that's what you love to see. I was loving Gord, and I know I put this on Twitter as well, the fact that Ilya Mikheyev, I think, has missed on 17 breakaways this season, missed the net completely. <laughs> and then he's just handed a gift. Like Anton Forsberg was not pleased with that whatsoever. But good no. on Ilya Mikheyev. I think that goes a long way for the confidence of a player. And again, we've talked about this almost ad nauseum uh, the last couple weeks. You, you're going to need guys like Mikheyev in the playoffs to score big goals. So I'm all for the confidence. I don't care how he scores right now. Yeah, Nick, he may be the only guy that I say uh, I would I would say you know his goal total doesn't befit how he's played yeah. and his chances and everything like that. So you could tell he was pumped about that tonight. It's kind of fun every now and then get a gift and move forward with it. Then all of a sudden, like if if two years down the road we're talking about this guy still scoring single digit goals for all the breakaways and that, well then that's a problem. But I I think this could be part of the growth process. For sure. Uh, the Maple Leafs win at 6-5. Austin Matthews, a hat-trick, his third career. Uh, second against the Ottawa Senators. Mitch Marner, 1-3. Ilya Mikheyev, 1-1. Zach Hyman, the empty netter, 1-1. Galchenyuk, two assists. Uh, Riley, Dermot, and Tavares also picking points, uh, picking up points, I should say, Gord, as we now switch the focus to this conversation to the upcoming trade deadline, 3 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. Should note, starting at noon Eastern time to 2 Eastern time on Sportsnet 5, 9 of the fan. Yours truly and Gord Stelic will have... Uh, um, deadline day edition of Hockey Central, so make sure to tune in for that. But from the Maple Leafs' perspective, uh, it's our anticipation. They're not done by any stretch, and I thought it was a cheeky bit of business they put together uh, yesterday around 6 local time, picking up Riley Nash, stashing him on IR, and opening up a bit more cap space here, not to mention Freddie Anderson in the, in the news today. Yeah, you know, and yeah, Riley Nash was interesting, really not having a great season with Columbus that way, but... Um... He's there, available for the playoffs. It, it helped them cap-wise as well. You're right, you know, because uh, you, you look at the the let's say one of the trades today. I don't know if it's the biggest trade or not, but David Savard and Nick, you've been you've been clamoring for creativity, and I think mm-hmm. we're going to see that. I think NBA style creativity because of this hard cap, the unexpected hard cap this year that the Tampa Bay Lightning had to have him go through Detroit and then come to them, and then basically both teams. Columbus and Detroit pick up part of his salary. You know, they're that tight to it to get a quality defenseman that way. So in in the Maple Leafs thing, whether I don't know if Taylor Hall and or Mike Hoffman are in their plans about it seems like those are two big guns that are going to be on the move somewhere. But uh, something bigger than than Nash will happen by Monday at 3 p.m., I got to think. Yeah, I'm with you on that front. I would say swing for the fences within reason. Again, I don't think you want to make too many moves. We saw that a couple years back, as we always like to bring up with the Washington Capitals, where they traded for like 19 guys at the deadline. And while they were a good team, it just you want to be careful with chemistry. But I think there is the ability to pick up that one hired gun, if you will. If it's Taylor Hall, if it's Mike Hoffman, who scores tonight for the St. Louis Blues coming back from another health, healthy scratch. I think creativity, you're right, is the name of the game. And a name that I've heard the Maple Leafs are still linked on is the captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Nick Foligno. 
Um, that's a really, really intriguing name. We know the lineage of that name with this organization. And to me, Gord, I don't know how you feel, and we'll see if it comes together, especially now with this added cap space, Toronto can make it happen. I think he would be a really realistic fit and a good fit at that because he can play up and down your lineup. He can play on your second line, you know, kill penalties, and he plays that heavy brand that you want to see in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And the fact Columbus has made the Savard trade makes it interesting, right? So already they've said not doesn't mean you're a seller seller like years ago Doug Armstrong traded Paul Stastny because he doesn't like guys that are UFAs right he just mm-hmm. sort of you know wanted to have success in the playoffs but did not want to lose a player for nothing but I don't know how Columbus is thinking that way but you're right about Nick Foligno and and Savard kind of showed defensemen are still at a premium there's other guys that have moved have not been you know that premium first round pick but Nick Foligno will should bring you that first round pick and, you, and, and at the end of the playoff run, so say you're the Toronto Maple Leafs or whomever gets him if he's traded and you're eliminated in the first round, that's a lot to give up for a first-round pick. If you go deep, then the price is right. Yeah, and, and I, at this point, I just think you have to go for it. Like, I, I mean, the stars seem to be aligning in this season. Uh, I like the Riley Nash addition. I think he could be beneficial come the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's the expectation he won't play a game in the regular season, but as long as maybe you have the potential – of adding some depth in the bottom six in the playoffs. That's excellent news. But I think that's the one thing, the one shoe we're waiting to, to see if it drops here is an addition to the top six and a winger at that. So I think they're probably involved on those three names we mentioned and probably looking at guys outside the box. Who knows if a Jaden Schwartz in St. Louis becomes available. Alex Iafalo with the Los Angeles Kings. I think, you know, it's our expectation, right, that Toronto is going to make a move, uh, you know, a bigger move than Riley Nash, right? Yeah, absolutely. And Scott Lawton's another name. There's names yeah. and names and names. And you and I, we've talked about it. will be on noon till 2 p.m. Monday, which is really the sweet spot of uh, trade deadline time. So we're looking forward to that on the fan. And I've just mentioned it, whether we discuss the forward angle about, okay, if it's going to be a forward, it's, it's it, you know, it, it's got to be a top six guy. You know, it's got to be a top six guy. It's not like bringing Brian Boyle a few years ago. It's got to be a top six uh, guy. First two lines, uh, goaltending. You have to do what Colorado did today and get some depth, get a third goaltender. Like a lot of that's predicated on information we don't have about Freddie Anderson, although Sheldon Keefe seemed confident he'll be back before. Or said, no, definitely he'll be back before the end of the season. And the other one, Nick, I keep talking about, and that's where you talk about Savard, and obviously Tampa Bay was looking at that. You know, I, I just think you you got to get some depth. I, like, I, I don't think we want Kelly Rosen, Martin Marinson, heaven mm-hmm. forbid, uh, even Rasmus Sanding, like they've stuck with the same 60. They've been they've been great, but uh, you injuries happen very quickly, and you're in a heap of trouble if you get two defensemen hurt. Yeah, and I, I think certainly a name that comes to mind off the top of my head is like a John Merrill in Detroit. I know exactly what you're saying. You need that guy who can fill in when need be because there are going to be injuries at some point in time, whether it be here in the regular season or into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, wrapping things up here with Gord Stelic on Leafs Nation postgame, the podcast edition. Last but not least, Monday night, Gord, following the deadline, the Montreal Canadiens uh, hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Bell Centre. And something tells me the Habs won't be happy with life, uh, considering A, they lost to the Maple Leafs in tight fashion on Wednesday, and B, they were just destroyed by Winnipeg tonight. No, absolutely. And, and Nick, I mean, they're, they're the team that right now, it's funny, the Scotia North or Canadian division has become the one division of the Habs and the have-nots, the seemingly definitive line of who's in the playoffs and who's not. And 
there were some other divisions that seemed that way. Now they've got way more competitive, like with Nashville coming back. I mean, the Discover Central division is ridiculous. Four teams, Chicago, Dallas, Columbus, Nashville, fighting for the fourth playoff spot. So right now, Montreal has kind of looked and said, okay, Calgary is is hurting. Vancouver is hurting for different reasons and unfortunate reasons, COVID-wise. And really, this is it. This is the door. We can go in. We control their destiny. Then except you start losing, and then there's four-point games. Wow. So, yeah, you're 100% right that Montreal, the Leafs now have started banking points again. So they're okay. You don't cruise till the end of the regular season, but you're in a good spot that way. But Montreal is going to be ready on Monday. It really is exciting to me, just as a Leaf supporter all these years, the ability and how much closer we're getting to a potential first-round matchup between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. Thanks so much for this, Gord. Thank you, Nick. Looking forward. Again, trade deadline, like we said, noon to 2, and then Monday night as well. All right, that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. The Maple Leafs have won six in a row, 9-0-1 over the last 10 after this 6-5 victory against the Ottawa Senators. Austin Matthews, 29-30-31, his third career hat-trick, 22 career goals against the Ottawa Senators. And again, Jack Campbell, 11 consecutive wins to start an NHL season, sets an NHL record. And with that, I'll bid you farewell for Gord Stelic and Sam McKee. I'm Nick Alberga, and we'll talk on Monday night. Take care.